0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at FUMCBentonville.org or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok.
1: Jeremiah received the Lord's Word in the 10th year of Judah's King Zedekiah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar's rule. At that time, the army of the Babylonian king had surrounded Jerusalem, and the prophet Jeremiah was confined to the prison quarters in the palace of Judah's king. Judah's king Zedekiah had Jeremiah sent there after questioning him, "'Why do you prophesy?' This is what the Lord says. "'I am handing this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will occupy it. And Judah's king Zedekiah will be captured and handed over to the king of Babylon. He will speak to the king of Babylon personally and see him with his very own eyes.'" And Zedekiah will be carried off to Babylon to live out his days until I punish him, declares the Lord. If you make war against the Babylonians, you will fail. Jeremiah said, The Lord's word came to me. Your cousin Hanamel, Shalom's son, is on his way to see you. And when he arrives, he will tell you, Buy my field in Anathoth, for by law you are next in line to purchase it. And just as the Lord had said, My cousin Hanamel showed up at the prison quarters and told me, Buy my field in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for you are next in line and have a family obligation to purchase it. Then I was sure this was the Lord's doing. So I bought the field in Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out for him seventeen shekels of silver. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How do we know the farmer was good at her job? Because people always described her as outstanding in her field. (laughs) Corny joke aside, why am I out here in this field today? Well, I'm out here because of this passage that we're hearing from Jeremiah. This moment in Jeremiah is, for me, one of the most hopeful moments of the Bible. Because here is Jeremiah in prison, in prison. As the Babylonian army has surrounded Jerusalem and is laying siege to Jerusalem, and a kinsman of his comes to him and asks Jeremiah to buy his field, which is a ridiculous request. There is absolutely no reason to invest in property that they all know is about to be seized by their captors. And yet Jeremiah trusts and has faith in God's vision, in God's promise, that they will not be gone forever, but they will come back and reclaim this land. And so Jeremiah buys the field. It is a crazy, hopeful act on his part. But it is also an act of vision. It is also an act of seeing beyond that moment, beyond that stress and that strain, beyond that loss, and seeing what God has in store for them yet to come. Years and years and years ago, you all invested in this field and in the property that is behind us, and it has been foundational to who we are as a church. It has provided this space of ministry for all of these years, even in different incarnations of building, it has been a place where people have encountered Jesus Christ. But now we come to a time when we need to invest in a new field. In a field that reaches far beyond the geographic boundaries of Bentonville. It is time to invest in the field of online reality. Prior to the pandemic, one in 67 jobs was remote. Currently, in this time, in this place, one in seven jobs is remote. That means that the world has shifted tremendously. People will live wherever they want to live because they can work for those companies um, and they can be a part of those companies while they live in another location. Which means that for us, Bentonville in some ways will not turn over potentially as much as it has in the past. This is the reality that we need to be prepared for now. And I am so excited about what this new field brings to us. We have already seen the field bear great fruit today in this sermon series or in this sermon, we are going to hear from people who have connected to us or have found meaningful ways of serving or have made meaningful connections themselves uh, through our online presence. So I want to share some of these stories right now and let's see, let's see the difference we are already making. So let's just start with me. I'm not in person with you today because I'm recovering from foot surgery. I'll be home for a few weeks. Uh, But I'm grateful that this new reality allows me to stay plugged in and continue to lead and continue to work. And honestly, I'll probably do a better job recovering because I am able to continue working. I might actually follow doctor's orders in this case. But it's not just myself who benefits, but others. Others have been able to stay connected. Like Mark and Arlene Wise, and Mark and Patty and hello, y'all. I'm saying hello to them. They're they're at home for medical reasons, uh, but they have been able to stay connected with worship, Sunday school, any number of ways. Let's hear some more stories of connection. First from Liz Driver, um, who recovered in Texas, and then from our some of our grief groups that have been meeting. We'll we'll hear from the grief group made up of Belinda Burton, Cassandra Tribe. Linda Schistler, and myself.
2: I went to visit my son who had just bought a home in Richland, North, in Richland Hills, Texas, just out of Fort Worth, and I stopped by there for about an hour, was headed home, and for some reason I tripped. I have no idea how I did it, but I fell and broke my right hip. Anyway, had had surgery the next day. That was July 1st. So there I was in Fort Worth, with closed for two days, and I ended up being in that area for a month. So that uh, was what happened, and uh, without the advantage of my cell phone and uh, calls and the church service being televised, I would really have been cut off from everybody. And also, I'll have to say, the nurse's what who drifted in when the choir was singing were really excited by our music, so it it really did help me get through a what could have been a miserable month. I think it's you know I see people on there from afar, and some of my Dallas friends like to tune in and and see our service here too. So
3: this group specifically um, has been a place that I was able to tell my truth, to tell my sorrow, and to have people who love me do it all. So thank you. Yeah. I have been amazed at the connections. Um, I came into this thinking it would help, but I really wasn't sure it would help this much. But you guys have been there for me through Thick and Thin daily. And I appreciate you very much. This is probably a lifelong connection for me.
2: Uh, we've shared a lot of things, which have drawn us close and helped us be stronger together. And we always end up laughing. Thank <laughs> you. So, call. yeah. <laughs> so, I've really been encouraged by, no matter what we go through, uh, it's always a very uplifting experience and I log on in Kansas City and when I log off I feel so much better after having spent time with
0: you
1: ladies and
0: it's been a real
1: blessing to me. And I think it's important for us to name also, like Linda you said, you you're in Kansas City normally, for instance this is the last day and we're celebrating. Um, we you came down and I'm yeah. Yeah. delighted to be here in person. Yeah. And then yeah.
2: I walked in and I said, I feel like I know you. I <laughs> <laughs> just
1: met you. Right? <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. But um, we are celebrating, she, she's going to baptize me today. Yes. So yeah. I'm very honored to be baptized in this group. Right. Yeah, yeah that's
1: amazing too. And, and, and I'm grateful that out of our conversations has come that detail. So we've yes. been able to be present with you in that journey. Um, as well and um, and so without the online we wouldn't have had you every week right? Right. We also wouldn't have had each other because the church shut down in the midst of this, we had snow, I tested positive for COVID, there were were the challenges of the holidays where we were all kind of in different places and locations Um, and all through that um, we were able to stay connected to one another Um, so so hybrid matters, right? You right? can Yeah. Yep. So we've heard now how some of us who are part of this congregation have stayed connected. Now let's hear how we're actually reaching new people. We're going to hear from Steve and Robin Trainer, who started joining us months before they got here uh, from the West Coast and are now part of our congregation in person. Um, and then we're going to hear from our online hospitality team, or at least part of them, from Susan Pickle, Sharon Woodworth, and Audra Johnston who herself has not ever actually worshiped with us in person, but has been with us through much of the pandemic. And like that team, welcomes people online every week.
3: Uh, so we were living in the Bay Area in uh, 2020 uh, before COVID hit. And once COVID hit and we were pretty much in complete lockdown, uh, we we knew we were gonna be moving back to this area because we lived here before, um, had not been to this church before. So we just started, actually Steve found you guys, we started searching around for some churches that we could watch online, and uh, we were familiar with the Methodist Church, and so we found one in Bentonville, because we really kind of thought that's where we wanted to be, and um, so this church got us through lockdown in San Francisco area. I have told so many people that this was definitely our easiest move, and we've moved I mean, Steve was in the military for 30 years, so I can't even tell you how many times we've moved. But I think really now that I'm thinking about it, probably part of that was because we already had a church home when we moved here. So that big piece of the puzzle was already solved. I
1: I would love to know your experience of coming into like into the worship space for the first time, because in many ways you had been worshiping with us for a long time. Uh, What was that experience once you finally made it in person with us?
4: Well, it's kind of—I guess—it's kind of, um, kind of interesting, exciting. In that, um, here we are, uh, watching and participating via Zoom or you know Facebook Watch, or whichever, um, for eighteen months, and then actually to enter the space. Um, and um, what was really, uh, what was really kind of neat, though, is that, that when we were there, and it was in the fall when um, when things were coming back to face to face and such that. Um, that we were welcomed, that there was a personal connection. And um, and it was almost like you know, we had some distant relatives that we were reading for the first time. That connection between what you see online, which a lot of times is a, a website or or and or some video, and what you actually experience, that that kind of that congruence between those two things is really powerful and important when you kind of reinforce those feelings when you finally meet in person. Um, so for all people who are seeing this around different places, different ways, I think that's that's maybe some way to, to be able to share and show that, yeah, I mean, this is the real deal. This is a really welcoming community.
3: You know, some of us that previously did in person have missed that sitting in your, your row of the, the pew with your friends and then conversing with the people, you know, around you and those kinds of things. And so this gives us the opportunity to do that kind of thing. Well, I've I've really enjoyed it. It feels like this gives me a way to be involved, even though I haven't actually been in the sanctuary in person for a service as yet. But um, I've been attending at home uh, via Facebook, and and I do enjoy greeting people and just and kind of welcoming them and and I I enjoy being part of that feeling that you know we can kind of reach out to one another and it's kind of a virtual handshake you know sort of welcome glad you're here I see you there and acknowledging their presence yeah
2: and I think what's great is people who aren't in town are able to get on and we we'll have people from all over tell us they're watching from Minnesota, I'm watching from Colorado, I'm here, I'm there. I, it's just, it's wonderful to know that, that people are able to get on here no matter where they are and join us for the service. Yeah.
1: All of these stories make me so excited for the possibilities for our church. But they're also making me grateful for all those who are agreeing to lead in this new mission field. Let's hear from one of those leaders right now, Chris Knight, our Chair of Finance.
5: I can remember March 13th, 2020, like it was yesterday, um, was the day that we found out that the world was changing. And almost immediately we started thinking about how we're going to worship as a family. and. Um, you know, full transparency, really difficult. For my family of now three, it was two at the time in 2020. And, um, you know, we had a six-year-old and a two-year-old in 2020. And um, the attention span is very short. And uh, it was really difficult to sit on a couch and watch church on TV for us. Um, and, you know, over the course of these two years, we've come to um, learn that, Maybe that's just not a good option for us every single Sunday. We have to figure out some ways of um, introducing other activities to bring church into the home, um, as well as watching it online. Um, Thankfully, things have started to become more hybrid, Mm -hmm. which is helping out tremendously. Um, Our kids can come play in this green space on Wednesdays and um, see their friends, which obviously is so important. And we can, as adults, can come to worship or watch it online, right? So, you know, if we feel like, oh, man, there's a new variant coming and we feel uncomfortable, we can stay home. If we feel good about things, we can come to church. And it's just um, if we can somehow manage to keep more people by being flexible, I think we're going to be um, set up in a way that not all churches will, right? Right. Some churches may be slow to adopt and some churches may not want to adopt at all. And I think that you can tell just by your leadership and leadership of others in the church that that's not an option for us. And I love that.
1: I want to thank for Chris for his leadership. And I also want to thank him for his candor about the challenges of being both in person and online but also sharing the values of it as well. And I hope the other stories that you have seen have inspired you and you've seen already that the investment that we have made in this field is in fact bearing fruit. We also need to deepen online connection and integration uh, between those that are in person and those that are online. Uh, We need to deepen discipleship and how that takes place. And then we need to explore the ways that this New field will allow people to live more fully into their gifts and their passions. This week, Monday night, we're going to debut a a cooking show that centers around a passion of Diane Morrison. She loves to bring cooking and faith together. And she, she shared with me, as part of the four questions that we talked about last week, she shared with me that... If she could do anything, she would be a a Food Network star. And I said, well, how about we just make that happen here through First United Methodist Church of Bentonville. My friends, (laughs) it is time to buy a field. It is time to invest in new ways of reaching people. And I have every faith that just as this field and all that is behind it has bore much fruit Has shared the faith of Jesus Christ with so many. I have faith that the investment we make now in this new field, in this worldwide field, in this field that is not bound by geography, will do the same. So, my friends, I invite you let people look at us and say, now there is a church who is outstanding in their field, and our field is sharing the love and witness and faith of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in Downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumc Bentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.